Hello, all you beautiful people around the world and all you football fans and fanatics out there. Welcome to a new podcast called The Coach Killers. My name's Stefan. And my name's Nick. And um, in during The Coach Killers, we'll be discussing a lot of different things, everything to do with uh, the world of football. Yeah. Um, things like any club news, mm-hmm. uh, any transfer news um, that comes out with the transfer window being open at the moment. Yep. Um, any referee decisions, whether you know they were right, they were wrong. <laughs> referees, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're not a big fan of referees, you know, especially with the with the Roma semi final. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to give that a mention. Um, we'll have a game of the week segment. We will review, you know, a, a grudge match, uh, derby, you know, top of the table clash. Or the relegation battles. Yeah, relegation yeah. battles. Um, you know, we'll review one game a week and um, yeah. go from there. Um, and we'll also have a, a coach killer of the week. Um, yes. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Uh, I do know where you're going. <laughs> it's very um, obvious. So, so, you know, without further ado, let's let's do our first coach killer, number one. Yeah. Um, do you want me to do a drum roll? Yeah, drum roll, please. Uh, our coach killer of the week is Mr. Loris Carius from Liverpool FC. Stefan, tell us a little bit about uh, Loris Carius. Well, look. He has become the laughing joke of world football, which I do not think is right, by the way. I do not think it is right at all. Um, he's young. He's 24. You can make mistakes in a Champions League final. We have seen it happen before. Maybe not to that severity where he cost them a couple of goals. but it cost them the game. Not not a couple of goals. Just it cost them the whole game. But, look, if they were to, you know, I hear all these Liverpool fans out there saying, get rid of him, get rid of him straight away. They're all... I think they're right, mate. Um, you know, they're unforgivable mistakes. Two two goals that shouldn't have happened after, you know, your player of the season goes out. It's just unforgivable. Look, I think that... No, I, I disagree. I think that if you're a Liverpool fan out there, you should be saying, look, mistakes can happen. We've seen it before. Listen, let's give him a chance. Let's put him alongside... Let's put him as a second keeper... Give him some experience alongside an Allison or someone like that. Well, he that. was supposed to be the saving grace to Liverpool's goalkeeping issues. Well, so you need a there new was one ba- now. Hang on a minute. There was early promise that he was doing all right. Yeah, but he's been a butterfingers all season, and now you want. We to- can't criticize him off <laughs> one season. You know, yeah. Just base it off this instead. Think about the other element in this, which is that. He has played his first season at Anfield, which is very difficult for any young player. He has played as the yeah, first Liverpool goalkeeper. Liverpool is not the team it was, you know, 20 years ago. Now it's all Hang about on. United, really. But It's not all about United. We all know now, just in case for any of you listeners listening, Nick is a crazy man, United fan. So do disregard anything he says about any English team from now on. <laughs> and <laughs> Stefan is a Roma fan, which I'm sure a lot of people out there don't even know the team oh, Roma. thank you. Yeah, well... Anyway, <laughs> if you're watching the Champions League, you would know who Roma is. Anyway, beyond the point, back to Carius. He played the whole season. He's, it's his first season at Anfield. Give him a break, would you? Come well, on. you got De Gea and Courtois, who are two young keepers, you know, in their mid-20s, the same as him. I don't see them dropping the ball from a 40-yard shot out directly, you know, to you. Not, not low, not high, you know. That should be caught or it punched away, punched over the bar. If you can't catch it, you know. Look, they are to a point. They are costly situations in games. We've seen it time in their coach and time again. That, that's what will give Klopp grey hairs. You know. Uh, look, in, the thing is to sacrifice him now is a panic. 
what they should do is put him alongside someone with a bit of experience and you'll see the fruits of that work if you like yeah well how how old is ellison how um you know do you think he'll be a good fit i'm sure you don't want him to leave i do not want him to leave because i'm a crazy roma fan but he would be the perfect fit um look at ellison for instance let's take this example he had one season behind chesney yes you know and chesney as we all know is just chesney he's not anything special however he has developed he's uva's starting keeper now that before is retired um or not retired, he's moved on from Juve. But anyway, it, it's shown that that system can work. You know, everyone's different. He's not a Courtois. He's not a Yeah. Well, no one's the Hayes number one in the okay, world. Okay, calm down. Here we go. Here we He'll... go. Manchester United fan coming out. Let's go. Let's hear. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. He's he's the best keeper in the world, and he's going to help Spain quite a fair bit, I reckon, in this upcoming World Cup. It's debatable. Which but... we'll talk about more a bit later in our show. Yes, it's debatable. But... Anyway, moving well, on. Yes, what Liverpool fans can you know be happy about? Is, yes, is the signing that uh, the two new signings. One's yeah. confirmed, one is about to be confirmed. You yeah. know, the signing of Fabinho from Monaco. Yeah, and also Naby Keita. Yeah, they're very uh, look two very good signings. They've definitely got something to look forward to, Liverpool fans. So yeah. I'm sure they'll be happy with that. Yeah, well, Fabinho is a world class midfielder. He's, yeah. he's not as good as Fred. From uh, Shakhtar. Oh, I know what you're doing. Yeah. I know. Which which will hopefully be confirmed, you know, in the oh, next couple of days. United, for Man United. Fred, that's right. Fred, Fred. All right, calm down. Enough on your Man United. And then we'll family. hopefully bring in Bale because Bale's, Bale wants to leave. Bale just, wants to start games and not sit on benches in the Champions League. Look, just touching on that situation, I yeah. do think, like, uh, you know, he, whether he leaves or not, is Bale? Di- yeah, Bale, whether he leaves or not, is dictated by what Ronaldo does. I think if Ronaldo True. goes, he stays. Well, Ronaldo's going to announce his intentions in the next couple of days on his future. Um, maybe he does come back to United. You'd be hoping that for that, but I totally disagree. Well, actually, I'll, even though I would love for Ronaldo to come back to United and, you know, go come full circle where he actually started and became known. He started well, at Sporting Lisbon. Let's get that straight. He did, but Alex Ferguson made him you okay, know, okay, who he is okay. and, you know, I didn't um, know this was a Manchester United show. I didn't know. Maybe I need a well, new co-host. We have, to, we have <laughs> to talk about Manchester United because there's no football without Manchester United. But anyway, all right, I all digress. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I would be more than happy to see Ronaldo come to the A-League and play for a Melbourne victory or a Melbourne City. Can you imagine the impact that will Look, have I was yeah, just, before you on cut Australian me off, football? Before you cut me off on your Man United I was about to say he will go to a league, in my opinion, with a big money grab, like the Chinese Super League or the MLS. But yeah. it would be smart for the A-League to look at him and give him well, everything. Especially since they missed out on Iniesta. Yes, that's a huge blow for our league. You know, we need we need someone like that to push the A-League further to develop yes. interest in this country. And us being you from know, this country, we are from Australia, by the way, guys, and uh, we're both from Melbourne, yeah. you know. To grab someone like Ronaldo down here would be insane for football well, here. If if he was to go to a Melbourne victory who, you know, are one of the top teams here. Yeah, definitely. Or even the, a Sydney FC. Even Sydney or even Brisbane. Yeah. You know, teams that fight for the title in Australia yeah. year after year. We've been The membership numbers, the viewers on, you know, Fox Sports and things like that will go through the roof. Just to, people will just go just to see Ronaldo. Of course. You know. You know. And, um, and that's the beauty of football, I guess. And I think you can just tear the league apart, in my, in sure. my opinion. Like, you, no one will come close. Yes. 
And on that note, in regards to our beautiful little country down under, yep. we will be competing in the World Cup. Yes, in how exciting. Time. Come on, the Aussies, let's get up. We'll be reviewing um, you know, our top five teams who on who we think we, uh, yes, we win, will. Yeah. along with a few dark horses as well. Yep. Um, who have a sneaky, sneaky little chance to get in. Yep. Um, but, you know, hopefully Australia can, can do something special. Yeah, um, just, make it out of the group would be perfect, I think. Yeah, just touching on... That, that notion there, mm -hmm. um, do you think that our team can achieve what the 2006 World Cup team did? Um, I think the 2006 team, you know, was made up of great, great players, which I don't think are in, in our current squad. Um, okay. Unfortunately, if I'm being completely honest, um, yep. we we should have little, you know, we should set little goals, make, out, make it out of the group, you know. But you never know. Look at Costa Rica. Um, I know, in, in the, the last World, World Cup. Cup, yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, you know? Look, you I'll, give us a, I'll give us a chance to get in of the group. I think Denmark and Peru, we can definitely do something against. France, if we were to get a point out of that first game, yeah. that is a massive win for us. It would. That, that would be amazing. But, you know, even the French have looked shaky. I know. Um, well, I guess we just got to wait and see. Dropping Martial doesn't help them. Oh, here we go. Man United again. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you got to, you're going to learn. It's all about Man United. Okay. Really. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Can't wait. It's hard for him to talk about Roma because they're, you know, a little fish. But um, oh, anyway. That's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's been our show for, for this week, uh, Coach Killer. Yeah. And we will be giving one podcast every week. So a new that's podcast right. every week on all the football news that yep. comes around within that week. And so as I said, we'll also be reviewing, you know, our, our top five teams yep, um, for the World Cup in the next couple episodes before it starts. And we'll be reviewing and previewing all all of Australia's games in the World Cup as well. Yeah. Um, looking at how they did and, you know, where they can improve and if we're happy or not, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see a few. But, um, <laughs> yes, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, guys, um, give us a hashtag. We'll have uh, more details in our next Instagram. episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hashtag Coach Killers, hashtag Manchester United's great. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to put that. Uh, but, um, yeah, so thank you, everybody, and um, till next time. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.